How's it going, friends and family of the internet? Welcome to the Real AF TV podcast, the show about fishing and random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Labat, and on the other side, I got Tim Wagner. That's me over here. <laughs> Tim, I like your Bass Pro Shop shirt Thanks, you got on man. today. This is a present from my parents and my dad. My nephew, my son, and me all have the same shirt. Oh, no way, dude. <laughs> yeah, except for my son grew out of it pretty fast because that's what happens uh, when you're a toddler. <laughs> when when you're small, you grow up big. Oh, uh, happens so quick, man. Buying new clothes constantly. New shoes, yeah. new clothes. It's redonk. <laughs> I can't imagine yet. We luckily inherited a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that helps. Yeah, I can't hand down any. Well, I could, but then your little girl would be wearing all the boy clothes. We don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> whatever. Doesn't matter. Let's kick it off here, dude. There's a uh, new catch and release records. Let's get some fishing stuff right off the top. Oh, yeah. New catch and dude. release records, dude. Did you see those? Uh huh. Yeah, the fucking muskie at. It was a tie. We got to be fair. The muskie was a tie at 57 and a quarter inches. That's. 4.77 for you in feet for those of you out there who are listening in feet 4.77 feet dude it's just short of five foot fish that's fucking crazy i'm barely over five foot tall dude and for those of you that use the metric system google that shit because i'm not doing it for <laughs> and, and the pike dude and then still the pike came in at 46 and a quarter inches, and that was actually a new record. 3.85, yes. almost a four-inch pike. It's like, dude, what? The, holy fuck, these are huge fish, you, man. You know the craziest part about that is that the pike was caught off of a guy that had a guide bring him out. Really? So that guide put him on the new state record. Wow. Yeah. That guide's got a new fucking Twitter handle, or mm-hmm. a new fucking post <laughs> you know, on it's his kinda- website. You know, it kind of sucks, though, is that both of those guys are from Wisconsin. Ah, they shit. They both came over here and caught our big fish. But also, Damn. if you're looking to catch some big muskies, that muskie came off of Lake Vermilion. Oh. And the muskie that it tied with came off of Lake Vermilion. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee they're not the same fish because they're no. years apart. You're right. Yep. That other one is either dead or slightly bigger. Or bigger. Yep. <laughs> 57 and a quarter is big. So I don't know how much bigger it's going to get or it's yeah. dead because that's a big ass that's fish. A so that's an old ass muskie too. Right. Right. And it takes a lot to feed a fish that too. Not that Vermilion's not big because it's a big fucking lake, but mm-hmm. the point still stands is that that's a lot of calories you got to stay that big. It's a lot right. of work. It is. So, yeah. Fucking egg. Follow us on Twitter. Real AFTV. R-E-E-L-A-F-T-V. You can find us and just look us up on the Twitters because I retweeted that shit. The DNR tweeted it and was like, check it out. Tim, what's that can you pop there? I heard it. What you got? Looks purple Whoa. and gold. <laughs> it is. It is. The brand name is Drecker. Okay. And this is called Brains. With a bunch and of Z's in it? It with just a bunch of A's. Oh, a B-R-A-I-N-S. bunch of A's. B R 
A A A A A A A A I N S. And this is a blueberry lemon double fruit smoothie sour. Damn, dude. I did not purchase this. I was at work and some of the one of my pickups, one of the the spots that I stop at mm-hmm. was like, try this out. And they said, oh, shit. I just remember. I, no, I just remembered I forgot to do the part where they were like, you got to like gently turn it upside down and stuff because. Oh, because some of the sour settles. Just swirl it really gently words like says, a wine glass. Attention contains a significant amount of fruit, so please keep cold at all times. And it says separation is normal. Give the can a gentle roll or two before opening. If you swirl it like a wine glass, it'll it'll mix in. That shit sounds my... dope. So you got it from a basically push. you got oh, it from a shit. customer. That didn't work at all. I was trying to push my thumb over the hole real hard. No, that won't work. I just told I, you how to do it. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I got a big thumb and I was like, this will cover the hole. I'll just push real hard. Didn't work. That never works. Especially Luckily, with- from whatever episode, I got the paper towels handy. That's right. All the time. It's not their first appearance on the podcast. They're so handy. Dude, I got me a... Got me a whiskey sour. Yes. I made the fucking sour. Woo. How do you make sour? So I put four or five lemons in the food processor, and then I threw like two limes in it, and I mashed all of it up with rinds, the whole fucking bits, like all of it. I just cut them in half and threw them in. Okay. And then I spent way too fucking long squeezing the juice out of them through a cheesecloth. (laughs) (laughs) way too long way too long but it has made the best whiskey sour i've ever had in my whole life it's a dessa whiskey well she's a singer yeah artist yeah out of minneapolis and so it's her whiskey uh that my wife got me for christmas nice from yeah with uh with that sour in it really treating that whiskey right because it's from christmas and here we are in the start of September and I'm still still she make, she make a good whiskey. Yeah, I mean she teamed up with um Rock Rock of Rock it's not Rockefeller. <laughs> she teamed up with a local distillery that's further south of me even. Um okay. And yeah, she's a she's a bit of a whiskey aficionado, I guess. So she knows a good whiskey when she that shit gets is it. They they did it right by calling it a sour. Oh yeah, it's fucking sour, man. Even with your COVID nose, you 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 can taste it like woo. Yes. Oh, so for those of you that didn't know, last say, episode hit us with that dude. Last episode we did, I did the podcast with COVID. Didn't know it was COVID. Um, that night, I I had the test earlier that day. And that yep. night I woke up to go to the bathroom and check my phone. And then it was like, you have COVID. And then I couldn't get back to sleep. I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> you're just everything running through your head like, fuck, right. I have COVID, right? It's yeah. just like, like I've felt kind of sick the last couple of days and it's been weird. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, it's COVID. And you're like, shit, I heard about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing okay now? It's just kind of the smell. Yeah, up. my my nose, uh, I lost smell completely. I had taste the whole time. 
but my nose came back a little bit, but it's been kind of like fucking with my taste. Like it's just not a hundred percent there. Yeah. So for sure. salty stuff's real salty, sweet stuff's real sweet. And it's all kind <laughs> of a little bit the same. Like I can kind of taste the difference, but it's weird. But this sour is fucking sour. Bang it, it dude. It is sour. I'm also <laughs> not a lemon guy, you know? Oh, okay. So but maybe. when they're like blueberry lemon, I was like, all right. Plus somebody gave it to me. So I'm like, yes, for sure. Right. Like, yeah. You're like free booze, drink whatever <laughs> it is. I don't care. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the housekeeping then. Um, episode 23 is our grilling episode. I also made my smoked mango barbecue sauce that I said I was going to do. Dude, dude, it turned out fucking good. awesome. Did it turned it? out so fucking good. I'm very proud nice. of it. I just wanted to get that out there because I talked about it in episode 23. So, you know, check it off. I yeah, really real, did it. Real quick. Mm-hmm. You say smoked mangoes. So you... yeah. You smoked the mangoes then? Oh, yeah, dude. So I smoked a mango, I smoked a head of garlic, and I smoked an onion. And then I threw that in with all the tomatoes, another thing of garlic. No, sorry, another onion. And I just slowly made it into barbecue sauce. Nice, dude. That sounds dope. Yeah, it's fucking super dope. I actually have a lot, so hopefully we'll be able to hang out soon. I'll even bring it up and we'll... Oh, yeah, dude. We'll give it a go. It was great, yes. but I yeah, I smoked the mango. It was really hard to cut it in half because they got these pits in them, but I just took the big mm. fucking chef knife and I plopped it through. And then once you smoke it, it shrivels up a little bit and that pit just falls right out of the mango. It was nice. dope. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've really done much at all with mangoes. I Love cannot mangoes. remember. I don't think I have. I should try. <laughs> well, mangoes are dope. I really love them. Love the beers and shit that are made out of them. You got, I love barbecue sauce. Salsa, mango salsa. Oh, oh yeah. Do you love did it. you put some heat in there or no? No, not in this one because I was hoping that I could give it to my daughter. At oh some point. yes, yes. No, yeah, I know. no super spicy on the toddler front. So my computer just um also popped up a fucking search bar of like. Yeah, don't worry. Sorry, you're good. You're good. Bunch you're of good. shit. Uh, technical issues. So I talked about the technical issues a little bit, how we were working on them last episode. Um, hopefully they're nearly resolved. Uh, they're, I think they're fully resolved if, or they're nearly resolved, if not fully resolved. I've been working on the back end of that. So, um, I just wanted to say that hopefully you are getting this podcast on time again. If you're a first timer, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please share with a friend because the technical difficulties should be going away as we get better at this and um, podcast platforms change their standards and all that fun stuff. But the fixes do cost us money. They do cost us time. So help keep us independent by going to patreon.com slash real AFTV. That's real with the double E because you could become part of the real foundation at $20 a month. You could do it just one time, by the way, too. Just give us $20 for one month. Um, The benefits of that are something like a support wall with your name and or logo on it. We will have a page completely dedicated to these people who support us at the $20 level. You could also get the exclusive Q&A show and submit to the Q&A show, of course, that we would put on YouTube. Early access to the content. Vote on the random take. We will do a random take of the community's choice. But we need some Patreons, so please go over to patreon.com slash with the double E. 
help us out. Keep us independent and keep us doing this shit. Yes, please. Well said. If there is any Patreon members watching me right now, I have no idea how much alcohol is in this. I was looking. <laughs> it doesn't at, have the count. It does not no, have the. No, the whole time you were reading that, I was looking, and I have no idea. Could not find it anywhere on the scan. So. All right, Tim. Well, let's get fucking wasted. I got. Yeah. Uh, I got a whiskey, and you got an unknown amount of sour and sours. Very s- highly in their alcohol content, so it is impossible to guess. Yeah, I have. I've had a seven percent sour, and I've had a four point one percent sour. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, it doesn't taste <laughs> like there's a lot of alcohol in here, but again, my taste is weird. So who knows? So who the hell knows? All right. Well, the first part we are going to do fall pan fishing and the random take. We're gonna do cars, 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 cars. We're gonna talk about cars. I forgot to order that today. Damn it. That's okay. I'm going to see if I can taste this. Just go pick it up. (laughs) And that one right there is for all you Patreons because patreon.com slash reallyftv at the $1 level has the video podcast on it right now. I still haven't gotten around to tweaking Tim's camera, so we're going to keep it in beta. I can can kind of taste whiskey. But it's not. Too bad you couldn't. (laughs) This is, I mean, this is like... It's tasty whiskey, and there's not much of an aftertaste. It took a while, but it's more like I feel the heat in my mouth than I taste sure. that aftertaste. That's weird. Yeah. I bet it is. Where all of a sudden, it's just like you take the pull, and you're like, my mouth is hot. You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. All right, man. Well, let's let's talk some fishing here. That's what the that's what we're here for. That's why we're called Really FTV. Oh, well, yeah. so there's been some video editing happening, man. We are going to get some video up before the snow flies. I will take a day off of work if I have to to make that happen. Oh, um, yeah. Fuck yeah, because we're working on it. Um, but yeah, the second half, we're just going to talk about some cars because some shit went down, and um, it's video game related. But I gotta talk about cars. Let's get to the panfish, dude. Um, so we in episode nine, we talked a little bit about fall fishing, generally yes, speaking. Sir. Um, we focused more on bass. Um, you talked about what was it, thermocline? Is that how you say that word? Yeah, the thermocline. Yep. Okay. And then the fall turnover. And so I don't let's not get into those. We'll work them in organically, I think. Um, but the big thing is ice fishing is super hot right now. Like everybody is jacked on ice fishing, thinking that like fishing's just over. And I'm thinking this is some of the best weather of the entire year. Why, why is that? Why is everybody already like switching gears? I think it's just that there's a lot of ice fishermen out there that just are so into ice fishing that they're just like. Oh, here it comes. And it's like, nah, bro. You've got plenty of I'm like, of it's time. September. It's still 80 today. Like even yes, even when it hits freezing temperatures, that doesn't mean the water freezes right away. You got a while. <laughs> right, right, right. So but good yeah. fucking point, dude. Yeah, people they just they just jump the gun of everything. Just it's getting just, too hyped, too excited. There's a girl I know that may be listening to the podcast that I'm calling you out 
<laughs> and she'll she'll be like June posting on Instagram like it's almost Halloween. Like, no, it's fucking not. No. <laughs> Summer just started. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, we're we <laughs> are in not the, almost Halloween. We are in the thick of things. We got a while. <laughs> it's not almost Halloween now. And this summer's <laughs> summer's over, pretty much. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, because in Minnesota, for all you people listening outside of Minnesota, if you are, thank you for listening and share with your friends. Uh, we have a official end of summer celebration. We call it Labor Day across yes. the country. But in Minnesota, we're just basically like, yeah, fucking summer's over. Um, not always the case. Like again, we're having we're in the eighties and and shit, but. Um, the point that I'm trying to get here is fall pan fishing is, is totally a thing. I right. mean, I'm, I'm looking at stuff all, you know, the, all over the internet here. I'm doing research. Um, but in all my research, I just had a general thought while reading. And that is the air temperature has to have a bigger effect on how the fish move or maybe not a, Maybe not the air temperature having a bigger effect, but it must affect the water temperature quicker or something. Do you, am I making sense? <laughs> yeah. The the air temperature definitely plays a role because okay. it also this time of year, like regardless of how hot it gets during the day, it cools mm-hmm. down at night. So that in turn starts right. cooling down the water temperature. Like when I was out this last weekend, the water temp was 68 degrees. Okay. And that's like, you know, I think it warmed up pretty fast, but I think we were trying to hit like low 60s in spring when we were recording. Mm-hmm. And then we had that warm week and we were like mid to high 60s then. So right. we're back to water temps of like late spring. Right. Right. So so that yeah. happened fast. It does happen fast. So the the nights get a lot colder. And mm-hmm. I think a big part of it is the out like the when the sun rises and sets too. Sure. Because that starts killing off all the plants. They're oh, not sure. They're not dead, but they're weaker. They're starting yeah. to die off. When I go well, fishing. They, yeah, they do start to die. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When I go fishing now. I noticed with the jig and everything, the exact same spots that I was fishing in the summer where I'm jigging through and I'm just kind of like ripping through the weeds. Now I'm hooking them all and I'm pulling up a shit ton of them because they're all coming out at the roots. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was looking up on liveoutdoors.com where it just basically said, hey, the dying weeds is happening. And so if you got the dying weeds, that's lower oxygen levels. The fish are going to start to leave. Like yep. that's all there is to it. <laughs> yep. Well, the, the, the weeds that are deeper live longer. So mm-hmm. the stuff starts dying off. And then, um, the <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? My wife came downstairs and started dancing and <laughs> trying to distract me, and it worked. And it totally worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Chuck some shit at it. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Um, so sorry. The, anyways, um, the weeds, 
the stuff that is on the deep weed edge starts to die off. And no, I said that wrong. Everything above that starts to die off faster. What okay. ends up, yes, what ends up staying is the deep weed edge. Okay. So like there, that's the last to go. And I think we talked about on the last one. So everything starts to go deeper because that's where the highest amount of oxygen is coming in because the plants are putting out that oxygen. Mm-hmm. So basically everything in the lake starts to go to that deep weed edge because that's where they're deeper. getting the air. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and in this outdoors, in this living uh, liveoutdoors.com article, it said everything's feeding aggressively, basically getting ready for the upcoming winter. And I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, that's all animals. I guess I didn't even think about it, but I guess fish are doing that too. Because... Um, I also read a Northland Tackle article, and this is a direct quote. It says, that fall-like air is always an indicator to better angling or at least better fishing yet to come. And I was like, I thought it would be fucking harder because the the water I thought was becoming more of the same temperature. No, so I think that's what they're talking about, like, or better fishing yet to come, because that fall turnover isn't a very long period. Oh. But it is a shit period where, like, <laughs> just like you were thinking, everything becomes the same temperature. But eventually, because those cold nights and then cold days, like, when we hit fall, you know, like, it'll get to a point where some days you're getting, like, 50, 60 degrees is the high. Yeah. And then it drops to colder at night. So like mm-hmm. that water temperature on the surface just keeps getting colder and colder, but deeper down relatively stays the same. You know, it doesn't sure. fluctuate that much. So they'll sure. start going deeper because there's more oxygen and it's more comfortable for them. So sure. the, it's more like just shit's transitioning right now. So that's where it becomes a little bit harder because it's okay. a little bit harder to find the fish. I was having that problem this weekend where okay. I was going out and I was trying to catch some bass with some new lures and stuff. And I was only catching Northerns like mm. this shit that I'm using should be catching bass. And oh. I did catch bass when I was fishing the deep weed edge, but the new lures I was trying didn't go all the way down there. So I was fishing oh. where I thought they should have been in a little bit shallower water, mainly just because I wanted to use those new lures. And right. <laughs> realized, like, that's just not going to do the trick today. Right, Got two right. northerns and didn't end up catching what I was trying to catch. Yeah. So when are the northerns up there looking for the panfish that are still hanging around in that upper area that haven't yeah. moved out yet? Yeah, pretty much. And on this lake, there's northerns in, like, every aspect of the water column. They're everywhere looking for food. Like, oh, anywhere okay. there is bait fish, you can find northerns. Okay. I'll catch northerns deep with everything else. I'll catch northerns in the mid shallows and the thicker weeds. I'll catch northerns. Braxton two weeks ago caught a pretty big northern right off the dock, bobber fishing with a little tiny piece of bait. Like the Oh wow. Some lakes have northerns like a plenty. I don't know how to say it different. And right. <laughs> <laughs> they're aggressive and they're trying to eat because they're all sure. you know, trying to get food. They're all competing for food. And I think my theory in this lake is like if a northern doesn't get big quick, it's gonna be musky food. So oh. like fuck, 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 fuck. I gotta find food. I gotta find food. I gotta get big. <laughs> I gotta get big. I gotta get big. <laughs> I gotta get big. 
<laughs> well, the the liveoutdoors.com also said like go deep for bigger gills. And in the last episode we talked about the uh Minnesota DNR is talking about restricting uh the size of panfish or the the take on panfish, how many you can possess because there's so many I would say there was there's so much vocalization in the fishing community in Minnesota saying like, what happened to all the big bluegills? What happened to all the panfish? What happened to the big panfish? Where are they? And you said, you just got to go bigger. You just got to, I mean, you just got to yeah. go deeper. You find deep, the bigger yeah. fish. Mm-hmm. And then boom, follow us on Instagram. You'll see Tim, <laughs> Tim just, yeah, you just look here. They are, they're right here. And this yeah, liveoutdoors.com article was just like, well, all the big gills, they just get the hell out of here. They go deep sooner. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's what the northerns were doing then. So like, you could catch panfish in the shallow still, is right? Oh They're yeah, just... dude. There's plenty of sunfish off the dock. Well, the dock's out now, but off the dock, there's plenty of gills, and there's still some big ones there too. It's just like bass, bass, mm-hmm. uh, sunfish. There will be big ones up where there's cover because they can hide in the weeds and there's still oxygen up there. Like the weeds haven't died off shallow yet. They're still there. Okay. So that's where it gets a little bit tougher too, because there are fish moving deep, but there's other ones that are still shallow because they all have their own. They're not smart, but they all have their own opinions. Like all fish. Oh, they're all dumb. (laughs) Oh, okay. Right. Fish are stupid. All fish, like, don't let anybody tell you any different. Like, and if anybody's like, "Oh, what about a dolphin? That's not a fish, dummy." <laughs> so, <laughs> You're the dumb one now. Yeah, what up, fictional character that makes me feel good to say I know more than you? You don't exist. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> but uh, there, some of them go deep sooner than later. Some of them go there. There's panfish that will spawn later than other panfish oh okay they just get some of them just have weird opinions and there's really no rhyme or reason to why they'll do it so Mm. but the majority of them will go Mm -hmm. deeper now but you can still find fish all over the water column i caught it wasn't too many weeks ago where you're like it's super hot out you're like i don't really think there's going to be much up like super shallow Catch a four pound bass in like one foot of water, no joke. Jeez. In a foot, dude. And the that water temperature has to be like eighty-five degrees in a foot of water. It's like a bathtub. Right, right. And then just four That's pounder so up weird. there. Probably just like nobody else is up here eating these sunnies. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So we're, there's still there's there's still the panfish up that yeah, far. Yeah, if there's and and the the bait fish too like there's always minnows swimming in that shallow water oh sure of course always so where there's food there's potentially fish like even if the water's uncomfortable they're like whatever i'll go get a snack where it's uncomfortable (laughs) we've all been there man yeah right i don't trust that corner store but uh i really want some nachos i i heard that there was, you know, it's think of it this way, like all the other fish are out there eating all the fish and then they're just like, they hear that there's no line. You're like, <laughs> you're going out to lunch 
and right. you only have so much time on your lunch break and you're like dude mickey d sounded good but look at that line dude yep i guess i'm gonna go to the gas station and microwave a burrito you know because <laughs> <laughs> that's there's no line for that there's no line for that <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh so they so on I'm going to stick to this living outdoors article for now. And they, they say that a lot of the sunny, a lot of the panfish, they, they'll hang out kind of around the spawning ground still. And if not at the spawning grounds, like if you had a spot that was hot in the spring and you're yeah. fishing it and you're not getting what you need, uh, probably pulling small ones out still. But if you go almost just out and off the edge, you should be able to find the eaters that you're looking for. Yeah, and a lot of times the steepest drop-offs from these spots. Oh. So not just straight out from where they are, but try to find the steepest drop-off closest to where they would spawn. Because nice. when it comes to that transition period, when the drop-off is fast, it takes way less time for them to retreat into deeper water, you know, because instead of like having to swim a bunch of feet to get that gradual slope they just go mm -hmm. and it's there you know yeah they'd yeah. be like i can be in six feet right now and mm -hmm. all i gotta do is swim down to get to 12 mm -hmm. you know right I'm, I'm just on this ledge so they can right. be where those deep weeds are but also like that they're deeper yeah they just swim two feet on the x-axis and then they can yep. go six feet on the y-axis that's, and it's that's like, perfect Damn. yeah i was trying to i'm like using my hands here so it's not yeah i was gonna say the video audio. version of this podcast definitely will be a good one with the way that your hands are moving and stuff like that because i get what you're saying and but yeah it's just there's a lot less lateral slide direction because they want to go vertical yes yes vertical exactly yep it's so yeah. much easier for them to go vertical, especially when they're moving in a whole school. Oh, you know the yeah, the, the panfish slipped my mind completely. Yeah, the panfish kind of stick to or the the sunfish kind of stick together, but the crappies really stay in a school. Oh, it's really? like ice fishermen know it too that they'll drill multiple holes and they'll chase the crappies because the whole school will swim together. Sure, it's weird. Crappies like to move a lot. They're weird, but one. One thing that I have heard, um, I was reading an In Fisherman article, and mm -hmm. I don't have side imaging. I've done the trolling aspect. Mm -hmm. So let, I'm talking backwards here. Um, no, you're good. He'll, this guy that I read was not from Minnesota because he was talking about how he used three lines and we can only use one per person. Right. But basically he trolls at like a mile an hour, like from like 0.9 to like 1.2 miles an hour. And okay. I know a guy who does this and I've been out there and I've tried it myself. And basically he does like a Mr. Twister, like smaller jig. So it'd be okay. like a jig head with like a curly tail grub and just drag that trolling. I've done the same thing. Small crank It just sits work. on the bottom? No, and... no. When you're trolling there, you just don't oh. let... Don't let enough line out so it goes all the way down. Just kind of get it down to where you think the fish are in the water column. You know, like if you're, mm -hmm. it depends on the lake. But like in Shamina, where I fish a lot, 
relatively yep. clear water. The weed edge is somewhere in the realm of like 15 to 17 feet for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I would drive in that depth and I would try to like let the bait drop down and keep it in that realm where it's like right about at the weed top. Mm-hmm. Cause those fish kind of suspend in the middle of the water column. Oh, okay. And I would sure. drive on that deep drop off until I got a bite and then it'd be like, all right, there's one. And then I'd try to target that, you know, you can slow it down. And, um, I saw that you put it in the dock and I've done it myself and other people. And you, once you find the fish, mm-hmm. you can vertical fish for them just like yeah. you're ice fishing. You, yeah. And they, and that they was use, one of the biggest surprises during my research. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. What? And you, yeah, you can use the same presentation. And I actually use the same presentation in the middle of summer for panfish with like a jigging spoon, but I'll let it fall all the way to the bottom. Okay. And then like rip it off the bottom and let it fall again and rip it off the bottom where oh. the vertical presentation is almost kind of like bouncing it and keeping it in sure. their face. Sure. But in the summertime, I'll let it fall and rip it up and fall and rip it up. Okay. Which can work in the fall too. It's not like, you know, there's any steadfast rule that says you can't do that. <laughs> but vertical fishing right. seems to work pretty good once you're on them. And sure. The reason that I brought up the trolling is because I've done the trolling, but I don't have side imaging on my sonar. And he says that he mm-hmm. does the trolling with the three lines and then he'll watch on the sonar to find the structure in the area. And like, if he finds like a tree or whatever, mm-hmm. then as he's, you know, trolling his stuff. And if mm-hmm. he sees that there's some fish there, all of a sudden he's like turning course and going and jigging vertically on that piece of structure no in the water column you know if it's in the same yeah area and side imaging will show you like 150 feet off to the side of your boat jeez so So is that what side imaging means is like literally off the side of your boat like it's yeah literally it literally yeah it literally yeah it's a radar that goes from straight under you to 150 feet out if you, Damn. it's really hard to explain the picture because it kind of looks like two images put on top of each other. I, oh. You just have to like Google image that because I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> but, okay. but it'll show you what's off to the side of you. Okay. And if you know how to read it, you can see pictures. And it's sure. not like the live sonar imaging right. that's out right. there now, but it, right. it will show you. Like 150 feet is 50 yards. It's half a football field. Right. You can see half a football field off to your side. Yeah. So it's really helping you eliminate dead water. You know, you might be in the right spot, but once you find that structure and you go jig that structure, bam, fish fry. (laughs) Fish fry. (laughs) So do do you switch colors like they advise on in the live outdoors? Is that seem to have a big effect on what you're doing or is the clear water sort of kind of just like, cause you said, you know, Shamana, what you do most of the time is very clear. Like, does that ever fuck with it at all? Do you think in, in my opinion, not for crappies. Yeah. They, and not, I, not really sunfish either. Like crappies like weird bright colors anyways. You know, like I don't have good oh. luck fishing other fish with odd, weird colors. I have way more luck with bass and stuff using natural colors. But for crappie, it 
bright pink, purple. <laughs> I I caught a thirteen and a half inch crappie off of a Jesus a jig with an underspin. So the underspin is like a blade that's off of the jig head. So it's like oh, a little willow almost blade. Almost like a spinner bait coming yeah, off dude, of a jig. Yeah, dude. It's a it's a willow blade like from a spinner bait. So it's like the jig head has an extra loop on the bottom. You got the loop on the top okay. for the line tie and then the bottom has a loop. Mm-hmm. And then there's a barrel swivel that comes off of that and a blade. And it's called an underspin and you can get that for like swim baits, um swim jig heads and stuff. Oh. And uh, is that send more vibration through the water then? Is it shiny? Vib- yeah, like, vibration. Is it like a spinnerbait, I guess? Is it doing what a spinnerbait does? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's shiny and it flashes. It, it's not like a big long rod, so it's not floating freely. It can kind of like hit the lure and stuff, but it'll flutter oh. and spin and and hit. Yeah, it can, it can make a little bit more noise, more vibration, more flash. And I seem to have a lot of luck using them for crappie. People use them for walleye too. I haven't mm-hmm. had a lot of luck using them for walleye, and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just they're a little bit more finicky on the lake that I go, and they like a more natural mm-hmm. presentation without all the extra shit. Like sure, the more aggressive swim bait tails seem to do less good too. The oh, Northland one that I like to use is kind of a more floppy plastic. A less hmm. stiff, a softer. I don't know how to say it. It yeah, just kind of, no. it just kind of moves, you know, more naturally, more. less of a harsh vibration. Sure. And that seems to work awesome. But hmm. the crappies, it was a bright green tail with like a purple body. The jig hmm. head, I believe, was green, and then it had that underspin. Like it's a real odd looking thing. Like yeah. nothing, you know, a normal fish wouldn't see that in the wild you know, or it's not something that they would see in the wild right that's but they're so crazy. still like oh, i mean yeah <laughs> yeah yeah is that something that you've had luck with in the fall that whole setup i haven't fished a lot in the fall mm, okay i do i have had luck with it but um my parents pull their um boat out relatively early like the boat came out sure. this last weekend on labor day weekend already yep yeah. so um but this which year, is again that's sort of when we say summer ends but there's 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 definitely another week maybe two of what i would call late summer fishing because even though it's getting down you know even though it can get down to say 63 we're pushing 50 you know high 50s still uh this time of year here in minnesota we can still have the warm days. And so I can't imagine that the water is completely converting into the low 60s or something like that by, I don't know, let's just say September 15th. Right. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't drop much more than the high 60s that it's at right now for a while, unless we have some weird cold spell where we get like a week of like 60s is the high then is the high which happens which totally fucking happens here especially up north yeah you never know i was you know i'm not i don't try to be one of those guys that's like how about this fucking weather (laughs) 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 you know but uh i have said to people that like this last year was like it was 40s until it was 90 and then it was 90 until it was 40 you know like we never got 
that nice middle ground. But so far, you know, knock on wood, it's been like mid seventies. Yeah. You know, for a while now. Yeah. So, and yeah, that, we've had that good late summer weather that is probably going to make the late summer fall fishing hopefully as expected it's always hard to say because we could have a crazy november that's just warm and you could right again all those ice fishermen from the beginning all those ice fishermen could be bumming out through november mm-hmm. because we could have a decent november that would actually make for some decent you know fall pan fishing you can get out there and just catch the crappies right off that edge like you were saying right um northland said and you sort of alluded to it too uh not exactly but kind of so i'll just use that as the connector here that they this time of year in the in the fall in the fall um what is it called fall Fall? turnover turnover yeah so they said kind of in this fall turnover um they tend to find crappies especially uh so they tend to find panfish where the the walleye are or where they would expect the walleye to be, I guess, is is what they they basically said. So the difference between uh, a crappie and a walleye for anybody who hasn't listened to all the podcasts, I actually know this one. So I'm going to take it <laughs> from you. Uh, the walleyes are almost always deep, right? They have their they have yeah. their big giant eyes. They're good at seeing deep and the, the crappies tend to be higher up. And they said just basically they usually find fish where they expect walleye. They usually find the panfish during the fall turnover where they see walleye normally. And it was like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and is that kind of what you said? So that rig that you were using, do you think that has something to do with it? The rig that you talked about? Do you think that has something to do with how you're finding the crappies or getting them? Like, But you were saying you're using that during the summertime, though, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it has something to do with finding them. I think it's just, just going where I have been going. Just the knowledge of like knowing I need to go like deeper. Like in the Uh, summertime, I probably fish like for the most part, I fish like 200 yards. I'm not going to give anybody exact coordinates. (laughs) <laughs> but I, but I fish like 200 yards. Nah, that's too, we'll say 200 feet. Yards is too much. 200 okay, yeah. feet further west of where I was this weekend. And I'll go from that spot further west where now I'm 200 feet further east of like that spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going east because I know that. The fish were to this west spot. This is where they were. They were here and they'd go there because it was like a mellow drop off. But this exact space that they were earlier, they went slightly over to this side where it drops off faster. And they're all the way along that drop off that goes to the east now. And Because I f- of the drop off? Yes. And okay. I fished the spot where I normally fished and wasn't having luck. Mm-hmm. And literally was like, let's try where it drops off sharper. And then mm-hmm. we caught, I caught three crappie relatively quick when I was out there like scouting by myself. And then my dad nice. and my nephew came out with me. Braxton caught a walleye. My dad caught a walleye. We all oh. caught crappies. I caught Shit. a 19 inch bass. Like, 
Damn, they're all bro. they're all stacked up on that deep drop off. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. I I didn't necessarily think the bass was going to be there. That one was a super big surprise. But to to keep it relative to the topic of panfish is like you were pan fishing, right? Uh, for the most part, I was using a small jig, but I always have a lot of my rods with. So like when I'm sure. looking at the depth finder. All of a sudden, I'll see something that's a little bit bigger of a mark, and I'm like, whoop, and I'll drop the panfish, you know, the ultralight, and grab my other jig and toss that out uh, right away. Sure, And that's sure. when I grabbed the bigger one, thinking, like, maybe this is a walleye out here, and I jigged it for a little while, and I didn't have anything, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything with the ultralight for a little while anyways. So I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to, you know, rip a cast further down sure. where sure. I think the drop-off should be and fish where I can't. Like where the boat's not directly over them, and mm-hmm. maybe like a walleye, you know, like maybe we're spooking them because right. they're on the this shadow, drop off right. and they're a little bit higher and yep. they can see us better. I don't know. And I right. cast it out farther, and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh shit, I got something pretty good on here. And nice. it didn't run to the surface, so I didn't think it was a bass right away. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and then when it came a little bit higher up and I could see it, I'm like, oh shit, it's a big bass. Like, get the net. Like, I'm not trying to. You know, just boat flip this thing. Like, right. Let's, let's land this one. So nice. yeah, it was it was a big fish. I have a picture, and it had it was a jig with a three inch bait on it, and that Damn. is easily sideways in its mouth, with like plenty of room to spare. Nice. Like, it has a big old bucket mouth. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That thing, thing's got a, a large mouth on it. There's no joke. <laughs> right. Which it was like a, I think 19 inches, like four pounds. Nice. I need, Hell yeah. It's a I'll real nice you. fish up here for sure. And so were the other two fishing for panfish and they got walleye and they got crappie we, or like. We were, were fishing with fatheads because. Yep. We knew that fathead minnows will catch minnow. big crappies. They will yep. catch walleye. Yeah, we catch bass off of them. Not trying for bass with live bait because sure. I'm not trying to have them like inhale the minnows, but it happens. Right, right. of course. So of course. if they're yeah. there, right? Yep. Yep. If they happen to be the one to swim by at the right moment yep. or wrong moment, however you want to look at that. <laughs> Side note about the fat heads, we go to the gas station where they got them and we're like, hey, yeah, I'll take two scoops of fat heads. And the dumb kid who called the cops on my dad because he was like, he drove away and didn't pay for his gas. And my dad's like, I totally did. And they're like, oh, oh that was a, must have been a different truck that was like yours then. Like had the cops go to the cabin and shit. What the? It's like I paid. Yeah, my dad's like I paid in cash. Like, how are you confusing (laughs) this? I came in and gave you came in and gave you money. Yeah, this same. It wasn't even a credit card or anything. The same idiots. Like, uh, we don't have any fat heads, and I'm like, what about all those fat heads? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some kids. Oh my god! I used to have that happen to me at Best Buy all of the fucking time, dude. All the time, I just go into Best Buy and be like, "Yeah, I need that a thing that does this and that," and I think that's the thing. And they'd be like, "Well, what about this over there?" And I'd be like, "That literally has none of the connections I just told you I needed. I right. need that." Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Like, like, yeah, fuck, dude, I've done that looking for like tripod parts and stuff for like 
you know, like I go in there and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a way to mount a camera like this. And they're just like, what about this? And I'm like, no, that's not going to work. I, and I have like tripods. I need something different. And they're like, you could do it like this. And it's like, I'm not trying to figure out how to ghetto rig your stupid shit that you got here. <laughs> I have tripods. Did you hear that part? I have what you're trying to sell me. I'm trying to find something different than this because I don't want to rig that one up all stupid. <laughs> they just don't listen. Don't feel like duct taping my tripod to the back of the seat. That's all right. there is to it. Fuck. Yeah, I have duct taping a tripod. I don't need your help on possible answers. I'm trying to find something very specific. Do you have it or not? You don't. Good day, sir. Like <laughs> A good day. <laughs> just tip of the hat you don't have one on <laughs> tip the hat you don't have on <laughs> oh my god that's ridiculous uh so with with the jigs because you're jigging stuff right so i want to i want to talk to you about that just a little bit more because i'm too curious now that you said the fathead minnows yeah. What did you have those hooked up through? Were you like jigging a fathead? Is that jigging. a thing? I'm making stuff up right now because I don't know fishing. Yeah, I don't know what that it was. I just did. But yes, jigging. <laughs> um, I was using a Callens Rattlin' Eye jig. They have live bait. When you go and you're looking for jig heads, there are differences between live bait jig heads and soft plastic jig heads. You can nice. use... You can use a soft plastic one to fish live bait. It's harder to do the other way around, <clears throat> but it has like a shorter shank on it and it doesn't have a bait keeper. And then, um, so the shorter shank, you just, it was an eighth ounce, um, like a fire tiger color, black on the top, green. And then the bottom had like a little bit of orange. And then you put oh, okay. that fat head just on the hook. And jig it like that. You can work it just like the other stuff. It's a little bit harder to fish because you can't pop it free of the weeds like the soft plastic version. Oh, because why is that? The face of the minnow is a lot softer than oh. the soft plastic, <clears throat> and there's no bait keeper. Like mm. you just pop it like that, and your minnow's gone. And no more minnow. In, okay. And okay. When you catch a fish too, almost never have the minnow on there still, which actually led mm. to. Callens, um, I put a picture on our Instagram and Callens actually reposted the picture I put yeah, on dude. their page, which was dope. Yeah. And almost immediately, some kid on there was just like, did you catch it with just a jig head? <laughs> and just like, no, I was using live bait. And when the fish hits, a lot of times it eats the minnow. or it gets the live bait. Sure. The minnow gets, you know, whatever happens. But I almost never have a minnow come up when I catch a fish. You just have the jig head in the fish and there's no minnow okay. to be found. So, Yeah. No. That's cool, dude. They re they retweeted because I don't know what the fuck that's called. A repost? I don't even know. Is that yeah. a thing? I don't know. A repost? That's cool, I, though. That's yeah, really cool. I, I like that that kid out. noticed it, too. Yeah put my photo out and tag them in it and then they just took the liberty of taking that and then and taking posting. you taking i don't us. even know how they did that i thought i, I know that's this. what i i don't know how i don't know enough about instagram if how, you do go yeah. ahead hit us up <clears throat> yeah Find i don't us. know how they just like take my picture and then post it without like maybe they screenshotted it but they took it 
And then I think they must have because they actually like doctored it up because down in the corner of the photo is our name in blue. It says realaf.tv in the yeah. corner, which is something I, I didn't that. do. That was like no. their team did that. Yeah, they somehow tagged us like that. I don't know how it works. Yeah, but it, no yeah, idea it, how that works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works either. And I am actually a marketing person. <laughs> Obviously, I need to learn more about marketing. <laughs> right. I think it's a business thing, and I think we need to switch. Anyways, let's not get down the IG. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, maybe that is how it works. Yeah, yeah I think it might be because then you can see people tagging you easier and stuff like that. But anyways, let's not let's not get down this uh, IG rabbit hole yet because I just have to ask is what would you recommend then as we get into this fall turnover time here in the northern part of the uh, United States for jigging? Because the uh, liveoutdoors.com was like, jig with a live worm. You've been talking fatheads. You've been talking this other rig that you got. You've been talking plastics. Like, Do you have a preference that you would personally suggest? It depends on what fish I'm going for. If I'm trying okay. to catch a sunfish, live well, we're worm, talking panfish, so let's just yeah. stick to pans. And maybe well, pan and crappie are different too, right? Yes, or, yes. <laughs> maybe yeah. crappie and sunnies are different. So yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. That's what I was getting at. But like, if if I want to catch the sunfish, a worm would work fine. I have way better luck on with crappies, um, with minnows, because hmm. the fish that the lake that I fish is so clear and the sunfish are so aggressive that if I'm using a worm, I feel like I almost always catch a sunfish because that sunfish is coming to snatch that shit up. So the other fish can't get it. <laughs> but if I'm using They're a super minnow, aggressive, yeah. even not in this fall turn, no matter what time of year, yep. the sunnies are just aggressive. Right. But if I'm okay. using a minnow, the, the fish, the sunfish just don't have a big enough mouth to eat it. Like you'll catch one every once in a while that'll try to hit the minnow where they had no chance at actually eating that minnow, but somehow you still catch them. <laughs> but the crappies have big old mouths like bass, like that three and a half, yeah. uh, 13 and a half inch crappie had like a mouth, like a small bass. Like damn, it's big. They can ease, they could, they could have easily taken down a way bigger minnow than I was fishing with. Wow. So, yeah. So if, if you're jigging and you're using live bait, like the guy in, in fisherman was talking about using shiners. Oh, wow. Shiners is like something I've never caught a crappie off of because right. he's definitely fishing down South because right. they were That's also talking. He's down they, South though. Yeah. Cause he's got and three lines on. Dude, they were also talking in that article where he's like, um, something about how it keeps his heart rate down for the occasional three or four pounder like three or four pounder we're not catching that shit up here i mean maybe you will but it's like something that everybody's gonna be like oh dude that's some shit you bring to the dnr (laughs) yeah and they're just like record book shit yeah and they're just like hey any given sunday you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man for uh, but, real that's crazy but, yeah live bait i'm always trying to use minnows when i'm the just that's my personal preference too like if mm-hmm. you're there's certain lakes too where like the the water's a little bit dingier and stuff sure. and people catch crappies all the times off of all sorts of stuff but the lake okay. a lot of the lakes i fish have clear water Mm-hmm. and the minnows seem to help me out a lot so 
crappie minnows are named crappie minnows for a reason. They work well. <laughs> but you can go up to a fathead and shiner. I suppose you could try. Your, for like when I use shine. Excuse me. When I use shiners, I'm catching bass and walleyes off of them. Sure. Yeah. Mainly bass. Then I yeah. regret buying the shiners. Right. Because you're just up north. Like up north here, it's just like they're. Yeah, crappies have big mouths, but they just yeah. they're not that big. So well, this guy in Fisherman, he's totally yeah further south than us. That's all yes. there is to that. And, and shiners, he's giving very good tips. They're just not valid to the northern right. part here where and, fish just like these panfish just don't get that big. Right. And shiners aren't cheap. Like they sell them by the sure. dozen, not sure. by the scoop. Oh so, shit. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy a half dozen of them if you want, but they're definitely a lot more expensive. And they're temperamental, dude. They die way easier. But that's another thing that happens. The minnows don't, or the bait fish, I should say, mm-hmm. don't thrive as well in this kind of weather. And a harsh cold front can actually kill them off. Or like they'll oh. start fluttering weird and shit. Oh, Shit. And then the okay. crappies will know that and come and try to feed on the dying bait fish. So when you're using those minnows, you can catch all these fish because they're out there actually looking for a fish that's swimming weird when you're out there jigging. So that's a weird live, swimming fish. <laughs> yes, exactly. And live bait, like I said, oh shit, it's fucking fruit flying. I smacked my mic. <laughs> but you didn't mute yourself, so you're good. Nope, good. So um, live bait, I'm always using minnows with crappies, but if you're using artificials, basically anything that you use uh, ice fishing, you can jig with a small lipless crankbait. You can use a blade bait, which is basically the same thing as a lipless crankbait, but it's made of metal. It's like a flat piece of metal that'll vibrate just like a, a lipless crankbait will. Uh, you can use jigging spoons. Those work well. I talked mm-hmm. about those earlier. You know how mm-hmm. I rip them off the bottom. You could try doing that or you could jig them in place. Here's a good tip too. With jigging spoons, a lot of jigging spoons come in their package of whatever weight you're looking at. Like eighth ounce is, you know, mm-hmm. eighth ounce to a sixteenth ounce is normally what I use. They're not super big. You could probably go bigger if you want. But they always come with a treble hook. I replace that treble hook with a single shank hook and then I'll put the gulp minnow on it. Like they make one inch gulp minnows for like the small ones Uh that works dope. I catch sunfish and because that gulp minnow is when it's a one inch minnow, that's a small minnow Right. and I'll catch crappie perch, everything off of that. It's awesome. Yeah. Shit, man. Perch is one thing that we didn't even talk about on here. So we're going to have to come back and follow well, that. Perch, perch are panfish too. Yeah. But essentially, perch are little walleyes. And so, yes. and crappies are like little bass. And you put the panfish in there. It should work. So if you're looking for it, if you're looking for perch, this should all work too. Right. Right. Because, because just like you said, they said the panfish are where the crappie or where the walleye would be where the walleye are right and the perch are where the walleye are yeah. for the most part sure. it's also it's also a pretty good food source for the walleye a lot of times too oh nice they're out there eating you know because they live in the same realm so there's right. a lot of perch colored lures out there because of sure. that sure damn killer man awesome i hope to get some 
fall fishing in. I went out and didn't have great luck here in the late summer. So hopefully some fall stuff because I, I just love the weather. I just hate sweating. <laughs> yeah, dude, I totally get that. I not that so I m- not that that makes me not fish. I'm just saying it's much more enjoyable for me if I can like be out there in just my t-shirt and oh not yeah, have to worry about it sticking to me. <laughs> yeah, or like when you're wearing your hat, you're out there wearing your hat and it's just uncomfortable. Like I right. wear my hat so I can see in the water better, but this thing on my forehead with how bad I'm sweating right now just feels so <laughs> gross. It feels worse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. All right. You want to talk some cars? Yeah. Fucking A. Let's get to Falcon it. Fucking A. <laughs> A. Let's talk some cars. Yeah. I'm about to talk some cars, boy. You know what I'm talking about? All right, man. Cars go. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> All right. To the break. Yeah. And we're back to the Real AFTV podcast, the show about fishing random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. We are in part two, the random take. If you are listening to this on the Friday of our off week, thank you. Hopefully, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel because I don't know how well... How the hell else you found this? That's where we put the splits because that's what we're doing. We drop the podcast every other week on Monday on our off week. We split it up Wednesdays, fishing, Friday, random take. So I hope I hope you're just in this thing for the long haul and you just listen to us talk about fall fishing for pan fishing. For pan fishing. We're going to talk about cars now. So I'm not a big car guy, but I had my car moment. I have since found the car a tool, a transportation vessel. I as well. That's why I have a pickup truck now. Yeah, because it's practical for what you do, which is fishing. (laughs) Yes, here on the Real AF TV podcast, we... Have vehicles that are practical AF because <laughs> I'm not rich. I would have so many cool cars if I was rich. <laughs> I know, dude. Me too. Still, that little that little car person inside of me is still alive and well. And it, in fact, and Netflix does not have new episodes out. I'm pretty sure the show got canceled, but it's called Fastest Car. And me and my cousin. My cousin Jeremy, we sat down and we binge watched the whole thing. He brought over a 12 pack of Coors. I already had mine in the fridge. And we watched this show, Fastest Cars, the whole series while the girls were at the baby shower. (laughs) Nice, dude. It was so awesome, man. And I just. I still, it just is proof that I still have that little car person inside of me, that person who just like loves shit. And actually, this is the craziest thing. So, um, me and my wife are fortunate enough to have been able to work from home um, in our professions, like during the first heavy year of COVID, the first like heavy lockdown. We were able to work at home entirely. Um, We, drove almost nowhere i mean it it was crazy i should have went and got the cars changed but i didn't the oil 
I should have went and got the oil change, but I didn't because we just didn't put on 3,000 miles in a year, which would normally sure. happen twice a year at least. And so anyways, I'm getting off topic. To, to zip it all around is the first time I got back in the car, when I was going somewhere, we have the manumatic bullshit on the Mazdas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I wanted to rip that fucking thing down the road so hard because also there's nobody out like there's still nobody out this is like my first time out i'm like going to get diapers or something but we have a buttload of diapers left over from the baby shower right so like yeah we just went months without having to leave the house still even after having the baby and then it was like oh shit we almost out you better make a target run I was like, fuck yeah. And I put that thing in manumatic and I drove like a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah. Yeah. You get pulled over and you're just like, sir, do you know how fast you're going? Just like, awesome fast. Like, is awesome (laughs) an option? Where, Where did you need to go driving like this? Like, I heard there was a sale of diapers at Target, and you gotta get the right. You gotta get there so you can get your size. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> See if they're just like totally get it, sir. Be on your way. I get it. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so, sorry to interrupt. Would you like a police escort? <laughs> diapers are important. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. But so the real thing, I just wanted to bring that that um, show up because it's super. I don't care what people say, you know, like, okay, you can write a reality show and whatever. So who cares? It was super fun. It was all fairly well yeah, staged, I mean, as I would say. Well, like, even if you're writing a reality show where, like, car guys, like, we like cars. Yeah. So even if you're trying to, like, put in some bullshit script or whatever, if you still give me the car I'm trying to see, cool. You yeah. Know? I guess yeah. It's like porn. <laughs> like the yeah. story's a little bit shitty, but I saw what I wanted to see. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, count it still. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. It's just like there's this souped up 93 Honda Civic versus this completely ridiculous chromed out Lamborghini. Jesus. You know, and this guy's a fucking douche, doesn't know how to drive it. He's just got a bunch of money. And then the car guy driving the 93 souped up Civic whoops his ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. Plus it's, yeah. Yeah. You have a drag car where this guy, like that Civic, that's his life. Yeah. He's out there tuning it, making sure everything's right, trying to get his shifting down. And the guy with the Lambo is like, I've raced people from stoplight to stoplight before. Right. And you're like, you are in a different ballgame now, dude. <laughs> this <laughs> guy, the big leagues, motherfucker. This, this guy knows exactly when to shift. Even if he beats you, he's going to be pissed that it was like an eight second slower than what he normally does. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. All your money's not going to help you take off the line fast, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Ex- yeah. Dead on, dude. But. <laughs> The so it's time for 2022s. That's just the time of the year. Like it's fall, so you start looking towards the 2022s. Some are yep. dropping, some are coming soon. Blah blah blah. Some but of them the, have been out, man. That there's no what? rhyme or reason to when they come out. I learned oh. that when I was in the car business. 
there we go. They just drop when they drop. Whatever the manufacturer decides. Like, there's no, it's not like this is the time of year they all drop. Like, there's some that are dropping now. There's some that won't drop yet. It's super weird. Whatever, yeah, whatever the manufacturer decides is when you get them. And there's certain ones like I sold the new Volkswagens. Certain models would come up before others. It wasn't like they all dropped at the same time. Oh, so it's like you you would sell a you would sell a Jetta, twenty twenty two Jetta. I'm just obviously using years. You're not in the car business anymore, but like you'd sell twenty twenty two Jetta yesterday, but then you won't sell a a Tureg or whatever they're called. You won't sell twenty twenty two of that until damn near January because they didn't drop. Right. Yep. Oh shit. Yep. Exact same thing with the Mazas too. Where it'll be like, all right, you know, like the 20, when I was selling them, it was like the 2018 Mazda 6 is out. Mm -hmm. I will have the 2018 Mazda 6 Turbo in a couple of months. Like not all of them came out at the same time. I don't have that one yet. It makes sense when you think about how manufacturing works, but I assume they just fucking sat on them. Like they just sat on the parking lot until they were ready to drop. Yeah, and until I got into car sales, I thought they all dropped because you go to like the auto show and they have all that new shit for you to look at. But those are all like potentially not prototypes because it's not like the only one made, but it's like not released to the public yet. Like all this stuff, these cars have been made, but they haven't made it to the public. So you're at the auto show in the springtime seeing all these cars nobody else has seen yet. And yeah, 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 yeah. And and you you frequent the auto show pretty regularly, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love going to the auto shows. I just like seeing the new cars, man. It's exciting. <laughs> well, explain the, can you explain the auto show? Because even, like, I'm not even just asking that as, like, a, hey, for the listener, like, content. Um, because I've I've never been there. Um, I know that it gets, it has a decent marketing budget because I do see it. I do understand that it comes to the civic center or the Excel center. It it gets a decent venue. It is the civic Civic center most of the time. It's always been the civic. Yeah. That I've been to. Yep. Yeah. And I remember that just from the marketing material. (laughs) Right. Coming to the civic center, the new 20, you know, whatever. Yep. They got a show. Gotta go to the auto show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to see their marketing budget is decent, but mm-hmm. like, what do you actually see when you're there? Because you send some things to me through text and stuff like that. Because you know I enjoy uh, seeing them. But yeah. like, what is it? What is it kind of in, a, in oh. a broad scope? Because I could explain like E3 or Comic Con so in a broad scope too. Broad scope is you can go there and basically see, for the most part, see all the new cars that they have in most of their lineups. So, that's so when is the I, show then for context? Um, I think it's in the spring. Like it's around okay. the same time. I think almost it's a like little, during ice off. Yeah, I think it's a little bit earlier than most of the sportsman shows. I think it's like the auto show, and then you start getting the sportsman shows because then they okay. start talking about you know here's the new stuff for fishing. Like sure, like you said, the ice off. Yeah, it's like that middle ground of like now we don't have any permanent ice houses out, but we can't go spring fishing. Like right. You could go fishing, but why don't you just come in here where it's warm and check out the new fishing reels, buddy? Check it. Yep. Hey. <laughs> but, okay. Yep. For sure. But so the auto show is a lot of the new stuff. So, and most of the new stuff you can go and sit in. 
So like nice. if you're looking at any of the new cars and whatever lineup, they have everybody there. Honda, Ford, Chevy, all of them, like all nice. throughout their lineup. You get to see all their new stuff, which is super exciting to me. I just like to see stuff I've never seen before. So when I'm seeing right. like the mm-hmm. brand new model, I'm like, oh, shit. Or like the higher end version of that model where I actually get to go and like open up the doors and look at it. Like, yeah, touch it all. Man. Like, look at this. This is cool. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get mm-hmm. this anyplace else because I'm not going to go to the dealership and be like, can I sit in this at best? <laughs> I go there on a Sunday when I know that there's not anybody there because in Minnesota, I don't know if it's the same for every place else, Minnesota, it's a state law that dealerships cannot be open. So on Sunday, you can go there and guaranteed you're not going to run into any uh, salespeople. Right. You can just go browse a lot and not have a worry, except for sometimes me and my wife went to a dealership one time and the cops came over and they're like, we've been having a lot of issues with theft out here what are your plans and i'm like i'm just looking at the fucking cars (laughs) me and my wife are dressed pretty nice like we just went out to dinner and now we're like looking this is before we had a kid like right you think i wear a button-up to come and fucking rob your dealership this button-up khakis is trying to fucking break it yeah 20 or this 2019 you know Right. And I'm driving around in a decent car like that. At that point, like I'm driving in a, it was a Kia Forte, but it was, I bought that brand new. It was the only new car I've ever bought. And it was after like the cash for clunkers deal, but we were looking for something new. Yeah. So I'm driving in a relatively new car. It's a new car (laughs) and you're looking at new cars. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's whatever. But anyways, so. When you go to the auto show, you're looking at all those new cars. But what the big draw for me is, is you do have certain setups where people work for like customization areas where they're trying to sell oh, like the aftermarket parts. So you really got like super dope tuned Hell up shit. Yeah. But also you have like unattainable stuff that you're not even going to see at the dealership. This <laughs> last year when we went there, they had two brand new Acura NSXs and those are some of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen. The paint job on them, one was blue and one was red. And when I worked for Mazda, they had a super nice red. Don't get me wrong. They have a very nice red Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how the man, like the, the boss, I can't remember his name right now, but he was like, I want to make the most beautiful red in the world. And that's how we came up with this paint job. And I know you're paying a premium when you get that accurate NSX, but all I could think of when I saw that red NSX was just like, well, Mazda, you didn't pull it off because look at that red. <laughs> Jesus, that thing is just gorgeous. There was so much depth oh to the paint, God. I can't even describe it. Both the red yeah. and the blue were like, these cars are amazing, and I couldn't get over how good that paint looked. Paint just job like, because ugh. even physically, like physically, the new NSX is absolutely a work of art. I mean, so that stunning. car's presence in just the physical world. Oh, If it was just a slate, a blank slate of aluminum or whatever the fuck it's made out of, if it was gray, flat gray, yeah. that car would look gorgeous i saw one in the wild and started pumping my fist and wooing i was like ooh, ooh. that dude probably thought it was just like just like i'm surprised yeah, they let that guy drive a truck he goes 
Jesus. Whoa. Well, what just happened there? <laughs> yeah. What was that? That guy. I but I get I get like that around cars and then sometimes I say the dumbest shit because I'm so into the car and then like the owner comes by and I just like whoops. It doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> I I saw um I sent you the picture. I saw a McLaren after yeah. me and my wife went to one of the Vikings preseason games and there was a yeah. McLaren and they went and parked it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to go look at this car closer. Like who, mm-hmm. you know what? That's like oh, the yeah. fourth McLaren I've ever seen in real life. Right. So I had to walk up to it and I'm looking at it and stuff. And as I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I took a couple of pictures real quick, but then I put my phone back in my pocket and I'm just staring at it. Everybody that walks by, looks at it. And then they're just like, is this yours? And I'm, and I'm just like, no, man, I don't even think I would fit in this. <laughs> this is just like, look at how low it is to the ground. But I just thought that I to side note, I probably would fit in the McLaren because uh, Tom Segura gets to drive McLarens because he oh. likes cars and McLaren knows about it. Oh, and they let nice. him drive it. And he looks like he has plenty of room. Okay. And he's deceivingly like six foot. And yeah. I'm six two. So I'm, I think I would fit in those. But like a sure. Mazda Miata, <laughs> nah, no. I drive. <laughs> Mazda Miata dri- speed? There's no way Tim Tim's driving that. I it's have just driven, not happening. Right. I've driven Mazda Miatas, but only the convertibles. <laughs> I can't <laughs> do the top down. I got to have some room for my head. Like, Otherwise, you just bump into it. Yeah. This crooked neck. Mm-hmm. You have to Harry and the Hendersons that shit. That's one thing. That's one thing that's nice about the auto shows, too, is I get to sit in a, a lot of them. Yeah, uh, I know. When you said that, my mind yeah. was fucking. I like for anybody yeah. with the video version, you could see me just go like, "What?" Right. Yeah, <laughs> Miata. Um, I've sat in a Honda S two thousand. Nice. Sadly, sat in a Jaguar, whatever their sports car is. I forget because theirs is all like XJ eight, yeah, know, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. I forget. Yeah, it has a, a combination of letters and numbers. Those you know, ones. No fucking chance. Those cars, those three for sure. I know off the top of my head. I sat in a manual transmission Honda S2000 and the seat and the steering wheel. It was a manual, so you'd have to work the clutch. I couldn't move my legs because the steering wheel was pinning my legs down. Like no chance. I can never drive this because I cannot (laughs) move my legs. (laughs) Dude, those Japanese cars, those smaller Japanese cars definitely have that problem. Because even for me... Who's someone well under six six foot? I have I can't fit in the Mazda three with oh, yeah. the behind me. Oh right, yeah, no, the back seat. When you put the seat mm-hmm. in there, those seats take up a lot of space, though. Dude, I mean, my wife's okay, car. Okay, yeah, you're right. A, you're yeah. yeah, but still, my wife's like, car is I'm a Ford. In there. Yeah, she's got a Ford Fusion, and when it was the. It gets a little bit better when you get to go to the forward facing, but when it's the rear facing seat, like right. my wife's car is considered a midsize. So your sure. Mazda 3 is compact. It's compact. Mm-hmm. Fusion is midsize. There's still like no room behind that seat. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm not alone. <laughs> I mean, no, I, as an average size yeah. American man, I'm, I'm definitely right there. Yeah. Right. Those baby seats are just fucking big. They're man. just they big. take up a lot of space. <laughs> But the car shows you get all that new stuff. You get to know, like, the sad part was that Jaguar. Oh, I love the way they look so much. Yeah, Jaguar. I'm such. Me. I'm such a fan of the new Jaguar stuff. I saw. Mm-hmm. Ever since I they saw, left Ford, dude, they've been fucking lighting it up. Yeah, again. I saw 
what I'm guessing to be. Um, do you got any points you want to make? I got to Google something real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, okay. I have quite a few points, but I don't want to get okay. into it too far. What I will say is we're definitely going to touch on the Hummer because Hummer's first new vehicle in forever is is coming out. This oh, It's going to be a 2022. And the whole reason why this got brought up, and we will go down further, the whole reason why I wanted to bring this topic up was because Sony announced GT7 and they showed yes. PS5 footage and it blew my fucking mind, dude. Every single time that game comes out, I'm just like, how could it get any better? And they fucking do it, man. Dude. And they do it. It's I... so crazy. So I don't want to get on that yet unless yeah. you're ready. I want to go back to your topic. Okay. That was yeah. that was how this all started. And I, I did want to kick it off that way, but we just we had a natural flow going on. <laughs> right, right. So let's let's jump so, back to what you were saying. So the XJ series Jaguar. Yes. I just Googled this. A visual hi- history of the Jaguar XJ's 50 years of elegance. Wow. I had no idea, but I legit saw, I just put in 1960, because I guess that's when it was. I saw a 1960s XJ-12, I believe. At the show? To, no, today. Oh. What? I was super pumped. I literally was like, made my fucking day. No just like driving. Way, I just dude. love seeing cars that are out of the ordinary. And I saw that I knew it was a Jag, but from a distance, I'm like, that's way older than I've ever seen, you know, like currently oh, or like recently. I don't remember seeing one. And then when I got past it, I looked in the mirror and I could see the grill was completely yep. different than what I'm used to. Like it didn't have the Jaguar symbol or nothing from like what? that that I'm used to. And I'm just like, that one was like from the 60s, I bet. Really? So I just Googled it and it says... That it was initially intended to be Jaguar's sole sedan offering, replacing the array of four-doors that company had offered throughout the 60s, from the Mark II to the S-Type and the 420. But the first-generation XJ was revolutionary for its time. And that's what I saw today. It went from 1968 to 1973, and for sure, that's the car I saw today. Holy and it had a V12 engine in it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Claimed a top speed of 124 miles an hour. Dude. Dude. It's in a... the 70s? Are you Okay, hold on a second. Me? Are you kidding me? But the power plant isn't ready in time. Oh, so. Okay, wait. Listen to this. Oh, okay. Uh, tied the development to the new model. Wants the series uh to be powered by a v12 engine but the power plant isn't ready in time so the car debuts as an xj6 with a 4.2 liter inline six but oh. dude i for sure saw it, it said 12 so i oh. did see the 12 cylinder one so you that saw makes the later, it even better i'm so excited you just witnessed me did. get more excited about the car i saw today <laughs> yes Hells yeah. Oh, for sure. XJ12. Okay, so it was from 1971 to 1973. After a brief delay, the V12 eventually makes its way into the Series I XJ. So it's the same car, but I saw the 12-cylinder version 
that has a top speed of 147 miles an hour. 40? 147 miles an hour. Oh my That is fast as hell for a 71. A four-door sedan that could do that? (laughs) 150 mile an hour sedan. I knew that Jag was keeping. I because when when I started getting into cars, uh, was Need for Speed Two on the PS One is when I started to right, dude. <laughs> I can't. I'm so excited right now. I got, I'm just so happy about what I witnessed. Sorry, yes. I was totally listening no, to you. I know. But I, had I know. To punch I my know. Own I'm, I'm so I'm so jacked for you too. I can't believe. That you actually saw the V12 version, which was a delay in the production. Oh, yes, just learned about that now. You see the craziest Man, cars. cars, dude. So dude, awesome. I get a lot of cool ones in my you really route. Do. I'll tell you right now. I, there was one. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast before. There was one house that I went to on a private drive where I was driving up. And from a distance, I could see that there was a Lamborghini in the garage. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, look shit. at this. I'm driving up, looking at the Lamborghini, and once I get far enough, the angle that I was looking at, I could only see the one car. Once I got close enough, parked next to it, a fucking McLaren. Like, what in the shit? What do you people do for a living? I'm excited about your Lamborghini, and that's your cheap car in your garage? (laughs) And then I look next to it, so you got that McLaren. So this was a private drive, so it's only a one-way deal. So I go down, okay. not a one-way deal, but it's like a cul-de-sac. So I go down, yeah. do my delivery. I have to come back. As I'm coming back, I can now see into the third stall of the garage, which was closed, but I can see into it Are from my see? angle now. Sure. A fucking Rolls-Royce Phantom, dude. That's their <laughs> daily driver. You have a Lamborghini, a McLaren, and a Rolls-Royce Phantom in this garage. <laughs> That is easily $2 million worth of cars in your three-stall garage. Just cars. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Your daily driver is a Rolls Royce. It's a Phantom? Because that's, I mean, it's basically an SUV. It's all-wheel drive. Like, it's going to go wherever you need. So I guess if you got the money, whatever. So it doesn't have problems in the snow. Yeah. Those other two cars are not driving in the snow. They're not driving in the wintertime. <laughs> uh-uh, the McLaren for sure. Maybe the Lamborghini you could pull off. I don't know. Maybe. What's, what's the traction control like on those things? <laughs> right, right, right. You have no ride height whatsoever. What is, what is the computer? Right, yeah, because you're going to get stuck if it's a road's not plowed. You're oh, dude, you got like inches. You're basically a snow Literally. plow. Your car yeah. itself is a snow plow. That air dam on the front is a snowplow. <laughs> right. I I should pay attention to that car when it comes to winter. Those cars probably disappear. And they probably got like the sickest like Ford Raptors and shit. Like just like. Right. Yeah. They probably move those cars out to an external like, garage and then bring some new shit in. Hell yeah, dude. You should right. pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I should. Probably some super dope shit in there. Right. <clears throat> Could it come out with a, a just some kind of Range Rover you ain't never seen before? What right. 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 Just like, oh. Man, be okay. So I know we should talk about that game now because I love both of us love video games. I love cars. Yeah. Gran Turismo is awesome. That last one I thought was a flop. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, like you main, about that for it a was, hot minute on one yeah, of the video games. It was podcasts, mainly and like, like online, and it just wasn't like anything that they had before. The beauty of their shit is to be able to buy the used cars and stuff. But right. I got to yeah. say before we get off this too far, because I just saw it this morning. So I saw two things this today. 
that Jaguar. And also, did you know that Hyundai has a truck now? Whoa. It's no. the same. Yeah. Like it's a pickup. The, mm-hmm. Well, kind of. What? It's the Santa Fe. Really? Yeah. It's the, the Santa Fe um, was the Hyundai. Hyundai Santa Fe used to be a small SUV. So it still is. Oh, Santa Cruz. Okay, that's what oh, it is. Oh, Santa Cruz. The Santa Hyundai, Fe, the twenty twenty two Hyundai. See, this is what I'm talking about. Oh shit! The twenty. Dude. I saw one today, and it's a twenty twenty two. It is a. Tw- this is new. Yep. That's a new twenty. Perfect. Perfect brand, for this brand, Yes, brand and brand new. Have you seen the new Jeeps? The new Jeep. I don't even know what it's called, but Cherokee, the, the, the new Grand Jeep Cherokee. You're talking about like the bigger looking ones. The four door Jeep with the truck bed in the back. I can of, hear that. Yeah, they're getting yeah. closer. Was that fire truck? I, was, murp, murp. I thought I heard I the murp, murps. But the sirens are on our end. Oh, if you're listening man, to that this was in a car, car. <laughs> taking that from kind of fun. He hit it. I could hear it. You could hear. Oh. Yeah, he oh. punched it. That was like a Explorer, probably. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Again, on cars, we can tell. <laughs> yes. We can tell what the cop car is by the sound. Yep. 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 I, I'm with you. <clears throat> okay. Holy shit. So this thing is a four-door little pickup. It's almost like a, it's a oh. very modern variant. Oh. I've seen Jeep pickup trucks, but this is a different new one? No, these Jeep pickup trucks are on the road, dude. Oh, yeah, I've seen. Okay, yeah, I've seen them. They're like Wrangler pickups. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. This is Hyundai's version of it, which is sleek. Is it a commander? It, it's probably a commander. Yeah. I would bet. I would I would guess that's what it is. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I that Hyundai, Santa Cruz, you seen no. that thing? No, it's not a commander. I, yes, I did. No, that's, that's the old, it's like bigger Jeep. It's like it's like right, isn't that what they were called? LeBarons? Isn't that what Sam had? No. A LeBaron is a that's what McCleary had. Uh, that's a different kid we went to school with. The LeBaron is like the two door little car. Remember he had that yeah, two door uh, convertible with a, the, the he had the, the issue with the turbo. The he had the issue with the turbo that was robbing it from the intake, so it, it was like a anti turbo. So instead of boosting the power, it was drawing the power. And we counted one time. It's zero to 60 time was like 47 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> a gladiator. A Jeep gladiator. Is there the we go. Thank you. Yeah. So this is like Hyundai's version. This is like the Korean version. It's all sleek and lower to the ground. And it's got a little bed. And it looks super nice, dude. I'm very surprised. I wouldn't, try- I wouldn't buy one, but that's a 2022. Okay. Right? The you said Jeep? It was 2022. No, no. The oh, Hyundai. the Hyundai. Yes, the Hyundai. Well, I wouldn't buy one of those either. Like, I have a pickup truck, but to do truck stuff, like, I, the only thing I could think of is, like, why would you want a truck bed without the towing capacity right. of a truck? Right. But I guess I don't know what that Hyundai truck, yeah. How many bookshelves are you dealing with? Well, well it's speak- not a it's not a very big bed either. I looked at it when I walked past it, and it's like a it's sporty, right? It looks cool, but it says it 
can tow 3,500 to 5,000 pounds. So with the right equipment, 5,000 pounds, that's a decent boat, I guess. That's a good pull. You'd, you'd be able to haul something, but like the bed of the truck being so small is like, I just picture like old people that like to garden a lot. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. I can put yeah. stuff that'll get dirty in the back and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, it's, but yeah. So yeah, that's actually a really good transition into the, I wanted to talk about the Hummer because the new Hummer's coming out, the Hummer EV. Yeah. You seen oh, this yeah. thing? It's electric, right? Yeah, 2022. Yeah. So they're supposed to be dropping soon, dude. Three engines, 1,000 horsepower. I looked this up on Car and Driver quick. Three engines, 1,000 horsepower, 11,500 foot-pounds of torque. 11,500 11. foot-pounds of torque. What, what is that thing made to do? Just rip things in half? Tow a house. Whatever you want, 11,000 pounds of torque. I'm reading this off of Car and Driver's website right now. GM is also quoting a dubious 11,500 LB FT torque figure. (laughs) Electric engines are so fucking crazy. Dude, they are torque masters. A thousand horsepower. The real torque number will be between 1,000 and 1,100 foot-pounds, it says, as you go down a little bit further. Oh, so that's like the concept. That happens a lot. That's like when the the Stingray first came out, I saw a Stingray. This is another reason I like auto shows. I saw a Stingray at an auto show that was not Are you talking about a Corvette? A Corvette, yes, sorry. A Chevy Corvette Stingray when they first came out. With like the new body style Corvette after whatever, not the newest body style, not the body style mm-hmm. that it is now. It was not like now. Yep. not the one before that, like the very first version of that was a, the Stingray. They brought the Stingray back and it had a Stingray symbol on it and it was slightly different than any Corvettes I saw on the road. Oh, really? Yep. And I've seen ones out there where the shell is like what they're thinking about making, but the interior is like something out of a spaceship. Like no way in hell it's ever going to actually look like that because it's a concept Uh version of what's about to come out. So what you've seen this at the auto show? Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen a couple of those before where you see what those aren't ones you get to sit in. Those are ones that are like on a nice little platform that they made for it. And yep. it's completely different than Broke something down. you'll ever see in real life. So that right. stuff is always cool to me where I'm just like, I saw a car you guys are never going to see. Right. It, like, I love that. that just it's, it's not like where I'm just like, I got to see something you didn't. I'm just like, I saw something that you right. won't get to. Yeah. And that's exciting to me knowing that I saw something that a lot of people that it just doesn't exist. Right. Like, yeah. So like I'm one. Gonna, I'm one just, of the. It's never going to be a mass yes. thing. Where like I should in on sh- an exclusive yes, preview. Exactly. I should say it more like that. Like I saw something that was not released to the public. Right. And yep. that's cool to me. Yeah. No, I think that's super fucking cool. That's yeah. so cool. And that's actually a, a great transition into Gran Turismo, because I back in the day when I used to play it pretty heavily on the ps2 there were concept cars and 
Yeah. There were I didn't see any in this new trailer that just dropped here last week. Um, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean there's not going to be any, but there are going to be a fuckload of cars, dude. That is for sure. A lot of cars because they were showing supercars. They were sh- current supercars. They were showing concept cars for sure. They they were showing concept cars for sure, but I don't know how many there are because there's always been the one or two, but yeah. I don't know how many there are. So that's why I said like, you know, I don't know how many there are going to be. They didn't really show that many. They just, yeah. it was almost, from what I remember, it was just the taillights that made me go, that's not a real car. Right. And then I, I watched the trailer. Okay. So I did see some stuff in there. Oh yeah. And You're going to be way better at identifying that. But the thing that stood out for me before I stopped those fucking Jeeps, dude. Yeah, dude. Super old, like, army Jeeps. Old just, army Jeeps from, like, what? That must have been, like, 60s or 40s or some shit. Like, I know that's a big gap. Yeah, but like, uh, they were a little bit bigger than what I'm used to seeing. I was going to say, like, they look old enough to be from, like, World War II. But I think right. those truck, those Jeeps were little. Right. And these ones look like full size four doors, so it's really hard to say exactly when those were from. I don't yeah, know. That's exactly why I had that big gap because I was like, I was thinking, are they Vietnam ones, or are they? Yeah, and this it is could American. Be, you know, this is Americans trying to put it in context here. With, right. Put it between our wars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it a Vietnam or was it a World War Two? Well, I don't know. It they're was, like army. They're like they were army old. green. They were definitely. And they didn't have any doors on them, so yeah, they're definitely they're definitely army. So that's why I think we're both like, which war, right? Are we looking at here? Right, right. And then they're they're just like, remember that war when all those people had to store in the beaches in Normandy? You're just like, yeah, it was bad times. They're just like, how about we race those fucking jeeps, boy? How about (laughs) race those fucking jeeps? Fucking race them. <laughs> it was so sick though. Like they had the stig basically in there. Did you see the driver inside the Jeep? It just was like a white, yeah. a white suit, white fire suit person. Like that right, was it. Right, I was yeah, like, oh my God, did they get the, the race... BBC's permission for that? <laughs> right. They're like the race driver. Like you yeah. you always have your driver because there was that other weird shit with that last one where you were like able to be like the pit crew. Basically, like not the pit oh, crew, but you I were like the manager. You could let them race for you. You're like the guy oh. that's just like, huh. all right, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to come in for tires or whatever. You're just like, this is a that was in Gran Turismo. Yeah, that was the most boring thing I ever. Like, why am I letting somebody else yeah. race? No, I'm not this into those management race. like that. No, I hate that shit, especially racing. Yeah, I, I want to drive, and there's like multiple camera angles, so you're kind of watching a race, but you also right. know it's not real. Yeah, you know, like I get it if that's your sport and you like to cheer on your favorite race car driver, but when you're watching something that's fake, just to be like, "Hey, when you, hey next lap we're gonna have to come in for new tires," I think, or whatever. Yeah, it's not uh, like, oh, no, it's way. not hey, for me. I gotta yeah. tell you something. Like in the middle of your story last time, or that last thing patreon listeners watch me go because <laughs> i read something here the new hummer is reported to weigh 800 pounds more 
than the dually Chevy Silverado with four-wheel drive. Oh, my God. It's reported to weigh more than the big truck. <laughs> the dually, dude. It's the reported dually. to weigh more than the dually. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, yeah. coiled up copper is not light. <laughs> uh-uh. That's all there no, is to it. Three motors. Yeah, I suppose those are pretty heavy. Plus, yeah. you got to have batteries to power those right. things. Yeah. It'll be able to tow the shit out of something. I just don't know how far yeah. for how long. It's going to be uh, sick. I'm super excited. It needed that much torque to move itself. <laughs> 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 no, it's not that bad. 800 pounds more than a dually. That's not right. that big of a it's deal. Not a, it's not super bad. But that's a yeah. lot of weight for not a dually. <laughs> for not a, that, yeah, the truck's not that big. I mean, you look right. at it and it's not, it's not huge. It's definitely no. not huge. That's crazy though. Good, right. Good, good antidote. Um, I wonder if we'll see it in GT7. Seriously, I'm not even kidding when I Dude, say that. Because you remember when they added some... trucks? Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so I don't even know if they've done that recently or what. But like, all I, I know, know is everything I saw in that trailer, I was like, I think this is GT getting back to GT. I really hope so because I didn't like the whole like keep. They almost turned it into like a cell phone game. Oh, like no. you get a, you know, you get a daily bonus. Keep logging in. And every oh, time you gross, sign in, dude. yeah, gross. it was like, it was like every time you sign in, you'll get a new car, which is like, Ick. that's cool. But the whole point, the whole, like, I like unlocking stuff. Right. I like beating these races to unlock this car. I like earning my cars. Yeah. But not earning them by just signing in the next day. Right. Like, don't forget oh. to sign in tomorrow for your new car. Like, I got to go sign in quick. Like, it's almost just like a, it becomes chore. at that point. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't want to miss out on my car. So, right. You so guys got a second. Go. I got to go log in real quick and then we can yeah, go out to wherever you want to go. So, shit. <sighs> and then you unlock the car and you're just, and, and they were way too good. You're, the cars I mean, that you, unlocked. You, you used to have to work hard to get a nice car. Well, if that was they the were going to do that, part, dude. You went yes. from your used Honda Civic until you worked your way up until exactly. the fucking, you know, yeah. <laughs> so you got the R twenty four that you I, wanted yes, with all wheel drive. I was a Prelude man myself. I went with a Honda Prelude, oh, okay. and then you get enough money, you go with the uh, Mitsubishi three thousand GT that was oh, a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Six cylinder twin turbo that for Got whatever it. reason you could soup it up to like a thousand horsepower. And that thing it. was just like running just oh, it was ridiculous. You just was keep putting your money in and then you're just whooping everything, and that's how you're unlocking stuff because you're like, I souped the shit out this car, and now I'm beating cars way better than mine. <laughs> and then in this last Gran Turismo, it's just like day four. Here's a supercar, and you're like, "What the shit? Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, because it makes you like appreciate it too. Where other people come over and they're right. just like, oh, "I've been doing right. this. Like, what kind of game cars you got?" I'm just like, "Look at this garage, bro." Right. Yep. And instead, in theirs, they're just like, "Oh, I just, uh, I think I logged in yesterday, so I got the newest, right. sh- coolest shit." Right. <laughs> right. Just. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Oh, but I saw in the very beginning, I don't know if it's a if it's a real car that exists, but I got super excited because back in the day there was this mm-hmm. very famous, super awesome Porsche 
like Gran Turismo. It was like a Formula. I don't uh, know if it's a Formula One car or whatever, but that's right. what they basically opened the trailer with. I think it's like it's a twenty-four hour Le Mans car. Like a, I think it's yes, Le yes, mm-hmm. that's what it is because it's in yeah. the same, it's in the same ballpark as the Mazda seven eight seven B. Yep, which yeah, is the four rotor that sounds so dope, but um, that Porsche has like new headlights and taillights like you were talking about where i'm just like it looks like the old one but that's definitely new yeah no way i know i was super excited to see that because i love those kind of cars especially Uh in that game when you have them just ridiculously fast yep yep and you bring them into their certain class and it's just like you bring them into their class and you just race that car and it just feels good to drive. side note I can't remember exactly what car it was, but there is a RX-7, like a 96 RX-7. Mm-hmm. It's a, It has a four-rotor. It was all tuned up. This guy's car is absolutely ridiculous. I just saw it on the internet because I was trying to show my wife how that car sounds like no other car. Like mm-hmm. this car does not sound like anything else. Like if I ever heard one of those, I would shit my pants in real life. <laughs> I've heard rotary engines, but when you see like a regular right. RX-7, that's a two rotor. Right. And if you guys don't know about rotors, go Google that stuff because it's, it's, it doesn't have, it doesn't have pistons. It's like a rounded triangle inside of an oval. If that doesn't yep. make sense, I can't, and we don't have time to explain it any better. Nope. It's nuts. We don't. Yep. It's crazy. And instead of having two, it's like having two motors in one housing. And that's yeah. what that yeah. 787B is. But I told you about this, oh that YouTube video that I saw, because that guy's four rotor was what they used, I believe, in Forza. They used his audio for the 787B because they couldn't get a hold of the actual 787B to use no that audio. No way, dude. So they use that car's noise. No way. Yeah, dude. Isn't that you cool? You know the GT guys hit him up, too. That is oh, so I'm sure. sick, dude. That is yeah. so sick. Yep. Oh, my God. Right. I love it. And if you guys That's don't know about a lot of Mans cars, go and, yeah, go and check those out because they're like a weird, like, fusion rectangle mixed with a pill <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know i don't know how to explain it either because there's so many different ones like some yeah. are open cockpit some are closed like it's just it's weird it's crazy um i think the le mans cars are all i think it's formula one that looks like an indie car but they're so much more dope than an indie car yes for sure i actually i've been following indie because it's on Netflix. There's like a documentary series oh, okay. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they look like indie cars, but they're not. They're souped up more. There's more different regulations. They're actually trying to push cars. Anyways. Yeah. Well, let's not and, get into that. And it's I time to wrap up cars. But isn't what's it going isn't on? well, I was just gonna say, isn't Formula One that's like all the high end stuff too, isn't it? Yes. They look like indie cars, except for Formula Ones are like Ferraris and Porsches and Mercedes and yes, all those. It's all all the Europeans are yes. going balls yeah. to the wall yeah right pushing their engineering i think yes. they have to destroy their car every year and rebuild it oh i think most of those cars there's so much crazy stuff those ridiculously high performance cars are just off the walls like yeah. the Absolutely the not. the top fuel dragsters like 
Oh, <laughs> they they almost immediately destroy the spark plugs and run off a of pure compression in the like three seconds that they're going down. The spark the drag plugs are strip. literally to turn the engine on. And yeah, else. they have to like <laughs> rebuild that. They have to rebuild parts of that motor like every time it does a quarter mile drag step. They have to bolt yeah. the back tires to the rim because there's yep. no way in hell the tire Otherwise would pull by itself. Apart. I know if you didn't know it. Your streetcar, even the supercars on the road, none of those have their tires bolted onto the <laughs> the no. rim. No, no. Watch it's just screwed go, on basically. Go YouTube a video of a top fuel dragster's tire in slow motion. Blow your goddamn mind. <laughs> It'll blow your mind. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I don't think we're gonna have PS5s come March, but this is coming out on PS4, so. Maybe we'll still play it. I'm not buying it on PS4. I'm not buying it on PS4. I saw that. I saw that trailer. I go buy a PS5 just for this game. Just for that game. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) All right, man. That's. I think that's going to be it. Let's wrap up here with uh, follow us R E E L A F T V everywhere you find us. Just search all of those letters in combination on Instagram on Twitter, on Facebook, on the internet. We are there. Tell your friends, hey, just go find them on your podcast feed. And if you have that friend that's listening to the RSS feed only, tell them, fuck you, nobody does that anymore, you weirdo. Yeah, come on, man. What the hell? <laughs> just And you got the people that are just like, WWW, just be like, don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> What are you living in the fucking 90s? Stop doing that. Just go to realaf.tv. Yeah, just do it already. And find the big old Patreon symbol and support us. Please. We're getting better. Please. <laughs> Please. Find us on YouTube. I'm just fading out now. T-I-A.